And the reactions that always get me most from the people who are saying, look, actually, I've I felt like this before and I really related to you. And thank you for doing this because I don't have the words to do this like for myself. Welcome to Girls With Goals. My name is Neve Marr. Welcome to episode 135 of the show. A little bit later on, we're going to be talking to Paul Ryder. Paul is hosting the first ever virtual Dublin Pride Parade. Obviously, Pride is, well, it is going ahead, but the actual parade in Dublin is not going ahead as usual due to the coronavirus. So originally it was pushed back to September and then the organizers decided that actually let's take it all online. So it's actually going to be grey crack because basically they're doing this massive call out for everybody to experience Pride themselves, have your own Pride parade, record it, film it, send it in, and then you could be a part of this incredible virtual Pride. So caught up with Paul Ryder, good friend of mine, good friend of the show, has been on hmm, 85, 86 times now at this point, but we had to get him on again to talk all things Pride. So that's coming up later on. But first, Abigail McDonald is a mental health advocate. She's also a podcaster. A Little Gail Asks is the name of her show. Um, it's dedicated to mental health. So we've been speaking on Instagram for a while and she got in touch with me a while ago um, and actually when Keila Moncrief and Molly Parsons were on the show a couple of years ago they mentioned her podcast so I've been aware of it for a while but this is the first time that we've properly spoken so it was lovely to chat to her and take a listen. Abigail McDonnell or a little Gail also as you are known online thank you so much for joining us on the show it's lovely to to finally talk to you I know we follow each other on Instagram and we have done for a little while so how are you getting on? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I know I've been following you for a while now. Even I think it was last year you had Keelan and Molly Parsons on and I was yeah. even mentioning that and I was like, oh God, maybe one day, but now I'm here. So I'm delighted. <laughs> oh my God. I, to- I totally forgot about it. I think it was, was it Molly or was it Keelan? One of them or, or both of them even mentioned your podcast which we're, we're going to talk about as well. And I was just like, oh, I definitely have to like check that out, which I did. So yeah, it's great to finally have you on the show. Um, I suppose, obviously, we're not in the same place because we are in lockdown. So we're just coming at you from our respective homes. So I suppose I'm asking most of the people that we're having on the show these days how they're getting on and how lockdown has been for you so I mean obviously the weather at the moment is just ridiculously I feel like everybody is just in shock by how good the weather is (laughs) I feel the mood in the entire country has lifted because of that so how are you getting on these days I'm good I mean lockdown I feel like has been a journey for everyone for sure and I I don't know it's it's been difficult I feel like because it's been near what nearly three months or something now there's been so many aspects it's really been kind of a roller coaster of emotions especially because I do have anxiety and I'm prone to depression there's so much that's out of my control so it has been really really tricky at times um but on the plus side like I've done so much I've finished my college degree in isolation which is (laughs) madness um and I've also been able to become a lot more creative and branch out in a lot more things that way so it it has been really really tricky um but I feel like I've learned a lot from it as well which I feel a lot of people can kind of relate to it's been um a learning experience for all of us I think for sure 
I mean, I think it's it's so interesting there. It's so mad that you finished your degree while in lockdown. Like, what a what a stark and kind of startling thing for so many young people to have to do that like in in general mm-hmm. I mean college you know especially when you're in your final year you know it's it's tough and it's also one of those incredible times in your life that you get to experience you know finishing up and moving on and stuff so such an interesting thing that you had to do that in lockdown but I suppose for anybody who doesn't know you and doesn't know or doesn't follow you on social media and doesn't know about your podcast a little gale like why don't you give us a little bit of background um about you in general. So like, not to sound too Scylla Black, but where do you come from? (laughs) What do you do? Where do you come from? (laughs) Of course. So yeah, Abigail, I'm 22 years old and from Dublin normally. At the moment, I'm actually in Wexford. We were getting our house done up in Dublin before the lockdown started and then everything crashed and our builders had to stop. So I've been in Wexford for the past few months. But um, I'm a mental health uh, advocate and ambassador. I've been so for the past four years or so. And this all kind of stemmed from um, experiencing my own journey with uh, mental illness, which is anxiety and depression. I was diagnosed about 17 years old and it was a really, really, really difficult time. Yeah. Um, I really didn't think I would make it to the age of 18, but I'm, I'm here now and I'm alive and I'm well. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, maybe I can turn the negative experience that I had into something positive and into an opportunity to kind of help other people and allow people to feel less alone and maybe the chance for people to relate to me. Um, so that's what I've been doing and in any way, shape or form I can. So the podcast is one of them kind of talking about my mental health experiences, um, tips and advice just stemming from my own journey. Um, and I've that's basically what I've been doing, just trying to normalize the conversation surrounding mental health, because I feel the more normal the conversation is, the more people ask for help and the more support we can kind of get surrounding that. Yeah, I think it's 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 such a good time to be talking about this as well because um like you said the podcast that you have uh, a little gale asks I love it. I love the way the episodes are they're quite bite-sized. Like some of them mm-hmm. are, you know, 9 minutes, some of them are 13 minutes like but they're very specific in terms of what each episode tackles. Um so like I know one of the latest ones that you've done is Isolation and Me and I listened to that and you were actually just walking down the road. You kept apologizing for cars every now and again but like (laughs) but but it's great because it's it's very much a reflection of like you said your own journey um so I mean when you were deciding to kind of open up that area of your life was it something that you thought about for a long time and kind of mulled over or did you know that this was going to be the way that you kind of helped yourself as well I think it it really was kind of a, a natural step for me as soon as the kind of the really 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 dark time my life kind of passed and subsided a little bit I was like okay now what like what can I do with this energy and this experience that I just had because I didn't want it obviously like to be in vain in in that sort of way I didn't want that part of my life to just have happened and to nothing have come from it Mm. um this is the thing with the the kind of sharing the story It, it, it is terrifying and it's really, you put yourself in a vulnerable situation. Um, But I think it has served such a purpose for me in terms of being able to articulate my feelings and articulate my words and actually what's going on in my head. And it has been a source of kind of therapy for me, being able to 
talk out my thoughts basically and and say these things out loud because a lot of people you, you think your your feelings over and over in your head and you ruminate a lot and you make catastrophize a lot but once you kind of say it out loud and articulate it out loud um it it helps so much so I, a lot of it does serve a purpose for me um which which is amazing because I'm able to kind of help people at the same time as that um and I feel that if I have to put myself in a in a vulnerable place, mm. in a kind of scary situation in terms of sharing my story, for in so if I have to put myself in a vulnerable place, that may stop someone else putting themselves in a vulnerable place if they're not able to. Yeah. Sorry, backwards way of saying it, but no, totally. If I totally get that story. I will. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's I kind of stepping like... up for someone who can't. And the thing about that then, which I I think that you, you kind of talk about it and sometimes you put out Instagram stories about, um, and sometimes you answer like Instagram stories that people have sent into you and stuff like that question. Mm-hmm. So I suppose when you put that show out, you know, into the ether for the first time, what was the reaction back? Like, I mean, what kind of people were getting in touch with you and like, how have you found living out that story, which is your story kind of, in the social media realm as well, because that can be a very anxiety inducing platform anyway, away from everything, Mm -hmm. away from being as open and honest as you are being, you know? The reaction has always been amazing. And I'm very, very lucky in that sense to not have had anything so negative. Um, And the reactions that always get me most are from the people that you'd never expected from, uh, from the people who are saying, look, actually, I've, I felt like this before and I really related to you and thank you for doing this because I don't have the words to do this like for myself. And it's always the people who you kind of think have their life together, have everything together for them who surprise me most, but it just hones in that message of you have no idea what's going on in anyone else's life. Um, You could, really really think that everyone has it together and then when I get messages like that saying thank you so much like I I felt like I was the only one who did that sort of thing or I felt like I was the only one who thought that it's amazing and it makes it so worth it because you're speaking up for people who don't have the strength to speak up right now which is kind of the whole reason I'm doing it of course it's going to be kind of nerve-wracking putting yourself out there but I think kind of it does show a sign of strength being able to be vulnerable in that sort of way. So yeah. it's it's definitely worth it just throwing myself out there. I think that like, I mean, coming from someone like you, you, you speak about mental health so often, you know, like uh, you describe mm-hmm. yourself as a mental health advocate. This whole lockdown is really, I think it's so many people are talking about different forms of anxiety now and talking about like specific forms of anxiety, like work from home and these things that potentially people weren't experiencing before, like add into that a global Mm -hmm. health pandemic where of course (laughs) you're concerned about people's lives and you know, there's that whole aspect of it as well. But I mean, I've seen a few reports and I've, I've kind of been talking to a few different people about what's going to happen after all of this. And, and you worry, I suppose, about, how this is impacting people and those people who aren't talking about it. And I mean, do you think that potentially because of lockdown, people are becoming more open to talking about mental health struggles? Or do you Mm -hmm. think that, do you think that maybe it's actually bringing to surface a lot of struggles that people have had, but they've never been able to express it? Does that make sense? I don't know if that question makes sense. Yeah, no, no, no. I completely understand. Like, first of all, I think the impact of this is going to be absolutely huge afterwards in terms of um 
on people's mental health. I know talking to some people saying, oh, I've never experienced this before. And all of a sudden, like they're feeling anxious and they're feeling nervous or they're feeling a low mood um, because of the situation they've been put in. Um, I think a lot of people are far more open to talking about mental health. One thing I've noticed as well, though, recently is that it's seemed to become <laughs> a sort of trend on Instagram yeah. um, and about well-being and looking after yourself and, and mental health and all that sort of thing. I'm delighted that people are, are jumping on it um, and sharing all these sort of things, but I just hope it's it's a genuine kind of effort um, because like in the world of influencers nowadays, everyone wants to get as many followers and likes and all these sort of things as they can. Um, and it has definitely become a trend. Uh, I just hope that it comes from a genuine kind of authentic place um, of of actually wanting to, to start a conversation. But I think people are definitely more open to it. And I do think afterwards there's going to be an, a huge increase of people looking for services after this because yeah. even myself thinking of everything reopening and phase one reopening I am terrified and my anxiety is absolutely through the roof um even looking at Instagram and seeing people kind of breaking social distancing rules like it, it really really um makes me anxious so I think there's yeah. going to be a huge amount of issues we need to deal with after this is kind of loosening up a little bit it's so interesting that you say that because like on one of your shows, you were talking about, um, you know, some of the the ways in which you deal with your own mental health issues. So um, the anxiety and the depression that you speak about really openly. One of the things is that you love to stay busy and that's kind of mm-hmm. um, what really helps you. And of course, it's different for everybody. And, you know, we're not doctors, so we're not giving anybody any advice. But I mean, uh, there has been a lot of pressures on people to be super productive and you know to kind of keep moving as fast as you can to almost like stay on top of whatever the hell is happening out there in terms of like social media and all that kind of stuff and on the one hand I think that's fantastic because it really generates a sense of community and it makes you feel like okay we're all in this together that was very much the kind of clap your hands type we're all in this together at the very Mm -hmm. beginning of this but after a while people you know started to realize that actually yes we are all in this together but we're also quite alone and you know loneliness is a big thing that a lot of people are struggling with you know just being in isolation is really not normal for so many people so I suppose I wanted to know just from your own point of view from somebody who like does struggle with anxiety and depression how have you been coping and in, in dealing with that on like a, a real level and not on the kind of social media level because like you said you touched on something really interesting about it it's almost becoming trendy and I think that we shouldn't ever minimize it because it is a real struggle for a lot of mm-hmm. people I mean it's 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 an illness you know so yeah how have you been dealing with it? Um, it? It has been difficult for sure. And I remember kind of when this all started, the kind of the pressure for productivity was so high, like extremely high. And because I was trying to adapt so much to just a, the idea of a pandemic for starters, something that is completely out of my control. And that's where a lot of my anxiety stems from was not being in control of something. Um so when this all started and the the kind of the challenges and all these sort of things started, I was like, okay, no, I can barely get out of bed today. I am not going to be able to do this. And of course, with Instagram and Twitter and all these things, people share what they've done and they've shared their lives and that's completely great. But sometimes I have needed to just stay off those platforms because 
it, the the idea of comp- comparing myself to people who may not struggle from the things I'm struggling from, which is completely pointless. Um, I think I've kind of had to retrain myself and teach myself the art of doing nothing. Um, it, it's just, it's so important. And I think there is a huge stigma around doing nothing. It's not a lazy oh. thing. It's not a, it's not a waste of time. If you're looking after yourself, if you're conserving your energy, if you're taking a nap because your body's telling you, you need to, it's never a waste of time and it's never lazy and it's never unproductive. It's doing what you need to do to get through the day in a pandemic. Like, I don't think, I think we're underplaying what's happening here. You know, um, it's, it's so important to be able to say, I'm going to do feck all today and I'm fine about it just because I need to do something on a much slower pace than someone else. It does not make me any less successful. It does not make me unproductive. It just means that I'm being productive in looking after myself. Absolutely. The art of doing nothing. That's such like an amazing way to put it. Um, <laughs> that's 100% what I'm going to call this episode as well. Um, but it's, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, 100%. Like I love that. I've just, I've just written it down on my notebook. Um, <laughs> you were talking there earlier about college and, you know, talking about pressures for productivity and stuff like that. This is a time in your life, you know, um, and it's a time in a lot of young people's lives around the country where it's that kind of get up and go, you're about to graduate and you're about to go off into the world and, you know, start your careers and really kind of, you know, get going. And I, I was speaking to um, Caroline Foran there a couple of weeks ago. She's written books about anxiety and, and stuff like this. So like she's, uh, you know, been in the industry for over a decade now, the same, the same as mm-hmm. I have been. How has it been, you know, being a college student and kind of going through this and are you speaking with a lot of your classmates on the next steps when it comes to not just career but I suppose life in general I mean it's a it's an up in the air time I remember when I graduated from DCU holla um and I was just like <laughs> I was like right so uh now I just I just go this way do I and I was just like okay bye mm-hmm. you know like I mean it is a scary time no matter what but um how has it been like for for you guys and kind of that whole situation of the next steps when there's pretty much an economic shutdown yeah I think it, it's it has been crazy because finishing college is supposed to be this amazing time in your life and we should have been going to McGowan's or somewhere, DCU, yeah. yup. <laughs> we should have been going <laughs> doing all these sort of things. <laughs> but, like it's it's it was so anticlimactic. And I, I did a I did a video on my Instagram for the class of 2020 sort of thing. And I kind of talked about how we're kind of we're allowed to feel down about the ending of our college experience you know like um a lot of people have been thinking and I've been talking to a lot of people who are like oh like there's a pandemic going on people are dying I shouldn't feel upset about not getting a proper send-off to four years of my life and I'm here saying absolutely not like your feelings are completely valid about not getting a proper send-off for your college experience which is a big part of a lot of people's lives um it has been really, really anticlimactic. And a lot of people have been down about that, not being able to kind of go out with their friends for their last ever exam or do a physical last ever exam. Um, I mean, the past few weeks in college were extremely stressful. Um, everything is online. And for me, I'm working part-time online at home. My socializing is now online and my college was now online. So it was just so hugely overwhelming. 
And then with the stress of receiving emails saying, graduates, have you looked at this? Graduates, have you looked at that? When we're just trying to get through the day-to-day coping with this idea of a pandemic. Um, yeah. It's it's terrifying. Um, it is really, really scary because... Uh, <sighs> look, we've just graduated. We haven't even got the degree yet and we're yeah. already being kind into looking at different sort of things. And I know a lot of people who did have graduate programs lined up or internships lined up, they're gone. Yeah, The jobs don't even exist anymore, which is so, so upsetting. I know friends who've had their Erasmus's, um, Erasmus experience cancelled. Oh. Like it's, it's, it's really, really tough. And I would say to anyone who is experiencing that sort of thing, you're allowed to feel upset about that and you're allowed to feel down about it. Just because there is a pandemic going on doesn't invalidate your feelings or like stop your experience of what you're feeling right now. It definitely has been really, really tricky for a lot of us. And it will be interesting to see if there is any supports ongoing for the class of 2020 to see how we can get into the working field properly. It's It's going to be mad. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's such an important point to note that I think, you know, obviously a lot of people are losing their jobs and have gotten pay cuts and stuff like that. And I think that whole element of it um, is, is obviously kind of front and centre. I think we can't forget, like you said, you know, the class of 2020 who are just about to move mm-hmm. into, you know, their, their first jobs and all this. And there's not a lot that's out there at the moment. And it's it's going to be tough. And, you know, I think that... It's also an experience that I think will stand to you guys, though, for years to come, as in, like you said, there's no way that anybody could have prepared for this and people have Mm -hmm. to be understanding. So, like, give yourselves a break about it. Don't panic and just realize that, like, yeah, it's a shitty situation at the moment, but Mm -hmm. things are going to have to turn around. They have to turn around. I mean, it's it's definitely going to happen. You see that even in other countries. Like I was interviewing people from Australia there last week and things have started to reopen for them and the economy is is kind of beginning to reopen. So it it is going to happen. And I think that's it's going to be something that you have to remain positive about. But for sure, yeah, I wanted to say as well that like, in terms of the work that you have been doing, massive congratulations because... <laughs> Thank you so much. Sure didn't you, aren't you winning awards and everything? Like, I don't even need to be asking you what you're <laughs> going to be doing because you are absolutely flying it, ambassador and content creator award winner. So tell us a little bit about um, this kind of stuff because, I mean, that's so exciting and what, what amazing things to be happening at a time that can be so anxiety-inducing as well, you know? I know. it's It has been really, really crazy and... I have kind of thrown myself into kind of creating more content and and being my true authentic self online, which is kind of difficult to do when (laughs) you're suffering from anxiety and kind of self-doubt half the time. But I feel like isolation has actually allowed me to be myself a little bit more because I'm not seeing people day to day. So I'm not thinking, oh God, I posted a video last night. What do they think? It's kind of pushed me to be a bit more creative. Um, And because of this, like so many things have opened up for me and it has been amazing. I think the community on Instagram, once you're involved with the right people and the nice people, it it is so, so nice. Like social media can be a really, really scary place. Um, Especially Twitter. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Twitter at the moment, But I think with Instagram, if you follow nice people and good people, it can be such a positive, inspiring place. Absolutely. Definitely been reflected the past while. Like, I mean, like, I I am 
quite a small <laughs> content creator at the moment. Like I literally just reached about 3000 followers like last week or something, which was really, really big for me. And I was delighted about it. And, but I'm such a big believer in kind of the law of attraction and manifesting all those sort of things. So the past few weeks I've just been saying good things are coming my way and I deserve it and it's going to happen. And all of a sudden things are happening and it, <laughs> it's amazing. That's it's it. I it's mean, I really, think it's, really great. Yeah. It's so nice to see you're right about Twitter, by the way. I feel like Twitter is, um, it can, be a bit of a, yeah. it can be a bit of a clusterfuck and mm-hmm. uh, I usually only post like work related kind of positive things on Twitter. I'm really proud that I've never actually gotten involved in a Twitter spat. You know, those Twitter yeah. spats that some people get involved with. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I did that. I just wouldn't be able. I, I feel like Twitter is the mm-hmm. place that trolls go to breathe. And I just, you know, I, I'm yeah, I've never really, never <laughs> yeah. really been a massive fan of that platform in general. But I mean, you're right. Like, I think Instagram, if it's utilized correctly and if you like that kind of decide what it is that you want to put out there in terms of the message, then it can be a really lovely, positive place. And I was actually Mm -hmm. only interviewing last week. We had Nevo Donahue on the show and I followed her on Instagram for years. I always loved her style and her fashion and it was mm-hmm. like her color pops that literally I would go, whoa. And I would go onto her page and she became, <laughs> yeah. she became one of those people that I actually like sought out. If the goddamn algorithm of Instagram randomly pushed her away from me, I, <laughs> I would be like, no, I want her to continue to come up. So if you find that space of people who really make you feel happy on it, then it can be a really nice platform and a really nice place. And I saw as well that you are going to be an ambassador. You are now an ambassador for all things Fiona Lily, which I'm, we're so obsessed with them here at her. Like we literally call Oh my God. She's such an inspiration. We had her on an interview. Cassie Stokes interviewed her about her sustainable fashion range Mm -hmm. and you're really into sustainability as well. So that's kind of a whole other thing too. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, first of all, I'm literally so excited. I couldn't believe it uh, when I got the message the other day just telling me that I've made it. Like, it's amazing because her brand is all about incorporating positive mental health and sustainability together, which are two things I'm so passionate about. Um, With my kind of sustainable fashion journey, it basically all started by probably a year ago. Yeah, close of a year ago. Um, and just from following Keelan Moncrief, literally, that is where it started from. Um, she's like, she. we were actually in the same school years ago and she's such an inspiration to me. Um, I just find her so, she's just so educated. She's the Breath brightest person, well. yeah. the brightest person I've ever met in my life. And at the beginning of it, I would message her being like, is this, is this material okay? What does this material do? And like literally hounded her questions. And she was so patient in just answering anything I wanted to know. And now basically like half my wardrobe now is, is charity shop or vintage. And I absolutely love it because I feel like I have found my own style and I've created and like enhanced my personality by being able to kind of shop so individual individually. Um, instead of kind of buying fast fashion um I think you definitely get to create and manifest your own personality through pre-loved clothes um so I, I love it I absolutely love it especially with the amount of kind of brands popping up like all things Fiona Lily um there's such an opportunity to just create so much positivity while helping good causes out there which I absolutely love and it's so good to hear that you have kind of transformed 
in a sustainable way over the past year because I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. a struggle for a lot of people is wanting to you know do right by the planet and trying to do as much as they can but fearing that they're not able to because it's like well how am I supposed to turn my entire wardrobe around how am I supposed to do this I mean it's very simple you could actually do it tomorrow by just not shopping anymore and literally that literally that could be a big thing and then just okay well if if you are going to purchase anything go to a charity shop and do it in that way. So like knowing that, because I feel like sometimes with people who are very much involved in this sustainable fashion movement, sometimes they're very embedded and it can feel like I'm never going to reach the level of sustainability mm-hmm. that I need to. But like you only started kind of a year ago. So like totally, yeah. totally and before reasonable. that, Yeah, before that I... Like I've always been a shopaholic, always. Even now, as a kind of <laughs> pre-loved sense, I have to stop myself from buying so much pre-loved items because before I started doing all this, I was getting deliveries every single day, like Pretty Little Thing, Boohoo, any high street shops. I I'm a shopaholic, literally. Yeah, it gives and I you think a bit it's of a rush. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a coping mechanism as well in the sense that I'm having a bad day. Oh, I'll buy myself something nice. That's cool. That's fun. Like it, it can be <laughs> dangerous in that sort of way. So I literally just kind of weaned myself off. Like I didn't stop completely. I still kind of bought bits and bobs, but then I just converted into going to charity shops instead of popping into pennies or looking on Depop instead of looking on a fashion retailer online and it's really small changes but I I find it way more rewarding especially when you find like a one-off piece no one else has and you found it and you bought it in time and it's yours you know um there's a kind of satisfaction behind it as well for sure absolutely small changes but that have massively big outcomes and that can make you feel better about everything exactly, so it's, for sure so it's, it's a great thing yeah so I'm looking forward to kind of seeing you pop up on my Instagram with those fantastic um Fiona Lily jumpers that I cannot get my hands on but that's fine because they keep selling out um, stop I, drop on the first keep your eyes out stop, for it drop on the first and that's when this episode is going to be going out as well so you Amazing. heard it here first although you'll hear us you'll probably hear it online as well um Abigail before I let you go in case anybody wants to catch up with you it is a little gale a little gale mm-hmm. I don't know why I said either on Instagram <laughs> and the uh the podcast is called a little gale asks I listen to it on Spotify but I'm sure that you can you get it on other platforms as well yeah it's on apple Podcasts. it's on anchor it's on anything that you can stream things on anything you can stream podcasts on it's on that amazing and you're going to continue on with that and do you have any more plans for it in the future Are you just kind of mastering the art of doing nothing and going with the flow exactly I, <laughs> I i just decided not to make it into a chore for myself yeah. if i have something to say i'm gonna say it then and there um i think if you kind of um, force yourself to be creative and force inspiration it's not as true and it's not as authentic so I'm just kind of letting it happen going with the flow I love it and I would I love the um the kind of walkabout episodes so if you can maybe do a few <laughs> more of those I really enjoy those um Abigail it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and chatting and yeah I'm excited to see what you do next I'm sure it's going to be absolutely fantastic so it's thank you so much absolute pleasure being on thank you so much Neve. 
that was Abigail there. Thank you so much to Abigail for coming on. Such an amazing chat. I can't wait to have her into studio in real life. We'll get her in front of the Girls With Goals symbol soon. Right, up next, Dublin Pride. Uh, it's going to look a little bit different this year. Paul Ryder is hosting the very first virtual Dublin Pride parade. They're doing a call out for everybody to get involved as much as they can to film their own Pride parade from the comfort and safety of your own home and send it in so that you can be a part of it. I caught up with him uh, earlier on in the week and actually I have to do a big shout out as well because we didn't talk about it in the interview but it was his birthday over the weekend so a massive happy birthday to Paul if you're listening which I know that you are um, I'll send you a happy birthday voice note so that's coming your way soon okay take a listen Paul Ryder tell me how have you been getting on in lockdown it's been good. It's been so strange. Like like everybody, and especially in this creative industry, it's been really that kind of like, what do we do? And for the first couple of weeks, I just kind of took it easy and took it as a nice holiday. Whereas now, I'm like, okay, grand. And what's funny is you start as a bedroom drag queen or a bedroom performer. And now everybody in the world is a bedroom drag queen or a bedroom performer. So I think it's just a case of capitalizing on that and just, just enjoying this time to create at home and have a really good mindset that in the next couple of weeks, couple of months, could be at whatever time that we're going to get to show ourselves more and the world has already seen us more because of the content we've been creating at home. So it's been a little bit strange, um, but it's like, it's a roller coaster. This whole process is such a roller coaster. There's up days, down days, middle days, and days where you literally just want to get sick and never see anybody again. And that's 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 how it's been. I think like all the times that we've chatted in the past and the interviews and stuff that we've done, one of the the main things that always comes across from you is your work ethic and the amount of, like you've said, that you put 100% into every single thing. It's really apparent that that is the case. In situations like this, when that almost control is taken away from you and you can't go as hard as you would be normally, how has that been for you in terms of adjustment when things are completely out of your control? Yeah, I think, I, I know what you're saying and I think that's, you're only as good as your last gig, right, is a, is a phrase that I learned very early on in this career. So trying to better yourself, is, especially in this climate, is a really, really hard thing to, to do. And I made a conscious decision. I've made one or two videos and I've done little bits here and there. But there's so many people who are up and coming in an industry that I've fought to, tooth and nail to, to keep working in that are trying their best at content and trying their best to put stuff out there. And you know what? I'm just happy to sit back and watch and let other people, let other people take the reins of like the drag performances and stuff like that and really just kind of see what's coming up and what's out there. And the funny thing is to watch people from the start of this to now and how they've upskilled, be it video editing, be it their drag, be it their makeup, be it whatever even from like the dance point of view, people are really using this time to upscale. And I kind of applaud and say, good for you. I would love to have a massive, massive big studio to record or to, to do choreography or stuff like that. But I, if I cannot put 120 and 150% into it, I'm not really feeling that vibe. So I kind of sat back and kind of planning for the future. I'm planning little bits, but stuff that I can really, really nail and stuff that I won't look back and go, oh, I'm not really too happy with that. But for the meantime, I'm happy to watch all the stuff that other people are putting out there and take inspiration. Because like I've always said, inspiration comes from not just one person, from everywhere. So if you can take one thing from each thing you see, then listen, lockdown ain't so bad. 
It's excellent because I think a lot of people are bowing to that almost pressure and it's the pressure for productivity and especially in the creative industry. It's like, oh my God, well, that person had 18 IGTVs yesterday. Like how many have I had? And there's a lot. So it's good that like, it's it's nice to hear somebody talk about like looking to the future and almost taking a step back. Yeah, can I just say that that's, that it actually upsets me a little bit. I'm getting a little bit of a pang because in lockdown and in quarantine, that has been the one anxiety that has never left my head. That has been a cloud that has never, never left my head. From somebody who who treasured two days off in a row, who now has so much time off, to watch other people put out content after content after content, I'm going, how are you doing it? And, and how have you got? I can barely get out of the bed, whereas I'm somebody who used to, jump up at seven and not get home till 11 o'clock that night. So for those for those like me who are really, really suffering the anxiety, because I swear to God, and it's the first time I've really said this, that's been the toughest part for me to, to have to watch so many people do these amazing things and sit back and go, why aren't you doing that? And it's just... It's just tough sometimes. It's tough to, to do that. So if you're like me suffering from that, believe you me, you're not the only one. But to those of you who are doing it, keep doing it because you're pushing me out of the bed every day to do something with my day. You kind of said there that you're not, you know, doing as much as you used to, which, to be honest, is very good because, holy shit, Paul, you're the busiest man I know in entertainment. <laughs> um, but tell us about some of the projects that you are working on, the kind of long-term goals for them. Yeah, I suppose I say that I say that now with, with the poor me attitude there. I'm doing nothing when realistically I am doing something. I signed up to do a radio show uh, on a digital LGBTQ plus radio station called Glitterbeam UK. So it's a UK based radio show and it's really, really good. It's called The Chart Rundown and we basically do the top 20 charts of the week. Uh, so it's all the good all the good vibe stuff that you want to hear every single week, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And that's available across all the platforms that you can kind of that you can get and your 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 Androids, your Alexas, your phone, your iPhones, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm joined by Fanula Moran, who's like our weekly showbiz columnist with her weekly showbiz tea. Um, she's a gem. And then like I'm getting ready because Drag Race, my Ringmaster's Drag Race, which is now moved to November. Fingers crossed, which I think, being positive, I think we really will get there and we will be in a live audience uh, and a live audience situation. But for the moment, we're doing the Ringmasters Digital All-Stars Live. So 10 competitors will take to the internet to become <laughs> the queen of 10 years of, of Ringmasters Drag Race. And that's going to happen mid-June. So we're just working out the little tweaks and the little things getting together. But I, we have like just over half of our contestants. And I know these, these girls ain't here, to, ain't here to play. They're here to slay. So it's going to be whopper and it'll be nice to kind of take me into that and in the meantime we're still in the background planning panto we're still planning all those good things i'm looking forward to my dance school reopening again due to all well with all the social distance and all that sort of stuff measures in place so yeah i'm actually doing a good bit which i <laughs> just <laughs> like honestly when you list them off there i'm just like okay so that's a huge amount um just uh Transitioning into, you mentioned June there, um, obviously a big month, Dublin Pride. I think with so many um, messages of, you know, cancellations and postponements, especially around this time of year when everybody gets so excited to be outside and to be in crowds, one of the things that really hit hard for everybody was the announcement that Pride um, was going to be originally postponed and it was moved out to September but now you know it's going to be moved online um, a tough one for the community just because it is one of those incredible 
times for the entire community, for allies, for everybody. Like the city is just an amazing place to be. So, I mean, for yourself personally, before we get in and talk about what's actually happening, which is still going to be a fantastic celebration, like were you good at Like just tell us how you felt. Yeah, I was good at it. I think it was that thing that you, you choose not to believe. So when the call comes in and, you know, I've been working with the Pride Committee and, and Dublin Pride, Jed and Eddie and all the, all the guys there for the last three to four years. Um, so when the call comes in to say, look, we're thinking of moving, you're like, ah, we'll be fine. Then they move it and you're like, oh, oh OK, OK. And then I got the call to say, look, it's not going to go ahead. And it's not it's just to make it clear, it's not not going ahead because of the danger of the virus or the danger of whatever. It's. It's not going ahead for the safety of everybody in the community and in our wider spread community because, you know, it takes it takes one person to to you know do you know what I mean? It takes it takes one situation or one bad situation for the for the virus to kick off again in September. So it's just making sure that everything is the right the right time and the right measure. But in saying that, the the festival the festival guide that the guys have put together for this year will still be very much a celebration and we urge people and the great thing is, is that this year over every year everybody can get involved it's not just me a load of drag queens on a stage and and if you're a part of a massive massive company who who um who kind of bought into the pride thing and you're a part of a float we are asking for everybody in the community and not just dublin for the whole of ireland to get involved with uh, with dublin pride this year and so there is going to be, like you said, there a virtual parade and you're asking people to get involved. And I saw the promo video for that. Loved the blue. You looked right. fantastic. She was living her weather girl fantasy. I was, oh my I, God. I was at a green screen and I was like, I'm here in Mayo. I, I was literally having a ball. I was like, Belfast is serving as rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been my fantasy to go, and for something else to be there. I lived that fantasy, that and the raising up of the floor of the British Spirit thing, which I know we've talked about. We've and talked it has about. yet to happen, yeah, as I far know. as I know, but it will. The universe. Like, but, you know? it, but it will happen, yeah. You yeah. could do that, you could do that for virtual pride as well. Eddie will be just like, what are you doing? And you're just cutting a saw in your floor. It's like, it's just for virtual pride. You, I think it could be done, there's time. Um, but so it, it is going to take on a different um, guise this year, of course, yeah. like you said, for the safety and the protection of, of everybody. But it's so good to hear that it's still going on. So people can get in touch and they can uh, send on. It's basically that you want everybody to kind of have their own parade and send on videos is that it yeah so basically the festival uh, kicks off from june 18th to the 28th and we're very very lucky that ireland is going to be a part of global pride 2020 which is saturday june 27th which would have been like our dublin pride and then our virtual pride parade will happen on sunday june 28th and if you check out www.dublinpride.ie there's a link there so that you can like literally get involved and send in your videos. We want videos from everywhere. I know Eddie said it in the promo video. Eddie's like Mr. Pride. And he was like, if you're on a farm, if you're in the flats, if you're in the suburbs in the city, we literally want to see every single type of parade from around the country just to give us that feel good vibe and, you know, to get the whole community involved. And then there will be the concert, a Dublin concert then after our virtual uh, parade. So I'm excited to see that. And I'm so blessed and so honoured to be a host, like watching Pride, I think I've said this to you before, watching Pride over the years as a kid to grow up, to watch Panty do it, um, and to watch, you know, Bunny and Phil do it. And then for it to be me, a part of it is a massive, massive thing for me. So I'm so glad to be still involved, even though times are a little bit stranger this year. 
but also so iconic as well to be part of what is going to go down in history. Do you know, like this is, we're all living in history at the moment and all of these moments are going to be remembered. So it's going to be a pride that I don't think anybody is going to forget. And it's so lovely to know that there's still as much excitement about it as there would have been if yeah. none of this virus shite had have happened as well. Um, before- rare, by the way, this is my this is my biggest issue right now. My designer's in the UK and he hasn't, he kind of hasn't really gone back to work or his staff haven't got back to work. So I'm putting a call out. If there's any Irish designers there who want to work and make me an outfit for Pride, we'll work together. Please get in touch. Please, please, please get in touch. Oh my God, you're gonna get so many people getting in touch with you now for that. There you have it. Thank you so much to Abigail McDonald and to Paul Ryder, of course, as always, for coming on the show. I hope you've had and or are having a lovely bank holiday Monday and bank holiday weekend. And we will chat to you next week. 